my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. What do you think I'm about to say? What do you think? Guess. Guess. I hope you said that. I hope that you're thriving and doing well and that you're happy wherever you are because it is the truth. I hope that you are having all of those experiences wherever you are, no matter how hot it is or if it's raining um, or if you know they just ran out of your favorite meat at Chipotle. I hope that you still have a beautiful day. So thank you to everyone who sent such sweet and kind and loving messages to me after last week's episode. I was not expecting it, so I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, last, well, let me say this. I am fine. <laughs> I promise I am fine. What I am noticing in this season that I kind of had to accept after last week is in the past, I've given disclaimers on the podcast episode whenever I'm about to share something uh, personal versus just a, a third person lesson that I can talk about with uh, with other examples and, you know, other clients I've served or just things that I've seen. And I have noticed that I've given more of those disclaimers in 2022 episodes. But after last week, I am realizing that what spirit is calling me to, what 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 I feel like this stage of life is calling me to and my my chapter here as an educator and as a coach here is being more transparent with where I am and nothing else will come if I am feeling called to share where I currently am and so I'm no longer going to give disclaimers whenever I'm sharing something personal or like apologizing for it or whatever, as if it's taking up space or is something that we don't need to hear about. Because if anything, I also got lots of messages from people who were saying how they could totally relate to being codependent, uh, other healers who can relate to uh, really working on their boundaries, but then also having some places where they feel like they have really cared what's going on with their clients and what they think and what they feel. People who are working through codependency in their family and not really being able to put into place where does this come from? Why is this so hard? Like, what is the holdup, you know? So even in my share, you know, there's still jewels that are available for, for people to pick up if it applies to them. And so I am going to just trust that. And I'm going to trust that whatever... I feel called to teach is what we're going to get. And so hopefully that jives with the people who need it. And if that doesn't jive for you, then there are so many other places that I hope you can find some connection to on the weeks that I share those types of episodes. But, you know, I'm happy that you're here either way. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So something that did come up, though, that I was like, oh, I didn't know that was there as well is that that need to, to look perfect and that fear of being seen came up. So what that means is when people were sending me messages, uh, these really sweet messages that are basically supporting me, consoling me, uh, empathizing with me, hyping me up, right? The old part of me that didn't know how to receive it immediately popped up. And the thought being, that's not their job, that's my job. No one should be doing that, like that's too much. Afraid that because someone was trying to pour into me, that it was evidence that I, again, was weak or uh, too much, right, or vulnerable. And isn't that the fear of so many of us? that in our friend groups, we're the strong friend. And as much as we may want people to check in on us, don't check in on me too much. Don't see too much. Don't, if we're in this conversation and the whole time I'm a puddle on the floor, I don't know how to sit in that. I have to suck up my tears. I have to pull it together. And I have to say something about how God is good or how it's all going to work out in the end or don't worry about me because I don't know how to just receive the kindness and love from people. It, it feels too dangerous. It feels too tender. If I'm the mom, you know, especially those of you who have kids, older kids, even older children sometimes can just have so much wisdom and having your kids. And, and of course, y'all know I've talked about boundaries with enmeshment and everything. So hopefully no one is using your child as like a counselor. But or and your children see things. Sometimes your children know you. <laughs> they know you in some ways better than you know yourself. And so when they see that, when they intuit things, when they want to give you feedback and advice, is there a part of you that that is in their kindness? You're like, don't worry about me, you know, versus can you receive it a little bit? Is there, is there, is there a middle ground between not encouraging and enabling your child to feel like they are responsible for your emotions, but actually being able to receive the kindness and the gentleness of what they're saying, uh, especially if they're older kids, if they're adults, you know, who are speaking to you as people who've lived life as well. And they're coming from a place of love, you know, or, or you're a coworker who doesn't know how to receive help from your, your peers because you are not the person who's supposed to get overwhelmed. And so you will try to pick up all the pieces that you can. You know, there's so many ways that we, we can say in our head and we can even say it out loud that we want help, that we want people to see us, that we want people to, to be there for us. And in the same breath or when it's happening, we will do everything we can to push it away. So when I was getting those messages, I had to actively and intentionally sit there <laughs> and let the words come in. Several times I had to delete sentences that I had written that were basically saying, don't worry about me, I'm fine. And kind of discounting discounting what they were saying, almost to the point of me saying, I don't need it. The closest I got to it with some of the messages was saying uh, where I'd come to because I wasn't... I After I recorded last week's episode, I, I really just needed to get it out. Like there were no more tears, there was no more crying. Like it really was like this is, I needed to use my voice for that. 
And after that, I was good. So I really didn't want anyone to think like I spent all last week, you know, eating brownies and watching Top Chef, which sounds amazing now that I think about it. I'm going to watch Top Chef tonight. Uh, So, but anyway, so there was a part of that, but I did not try to spin it like an older version of me would do, a previous version of me would do of saying and taking them trying to pour into me into me trying to turn it turn it into a lesson for them it it is y'all being in this work as a healer is so humbling and you learn so much and you learn so much about yourself as you learn about people and i might have said this in a previous episode but your students and the people you pour into end up being your greatest teachers in so many ways as well. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this audience. I am so grateful for the grace so many of you share. And I'm also, just to repeat this, I'm grateful for the lesson that I had last week, you know, because on the grand scheme of things of how bad something could be, it, it was small. And I, I, but I needed that. I needed that to pull back that people pleasing, all of the ways that I've been, trying to make myself small to make myself appeasable to the masses and then losing myself because I'm trying to be palpable or not palpable palatable to everyone and you you can't you can't do that and you know I'll be fine uh not only because I'm actively in this work but y'all I'm a Sagittarius sun and the Aries rising for anyone who's into astrology you know what that means like I got fire I'm I'm I as I'm doing this journey, if anything, I might I might become a little bit too hot to handle as I continue to grow in this. So we'll we'll see how my how my teaching style and how my coaching style and how I show up in the world changes over over time. But yeah, yeah, I'll share more about that at a different date. But here's what I do want to say for today's episode: the lesson or the name of today's episode is breaking the habit of being yourself and. This this is actually the title of a really uh, popular metaphysical book. I want to say it's by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who basically is talking about reprogramming your thoughts. And uh, the reason why you feel the way that you feel is because you're thinking that that's how you feel. But once you start to change your thoughts, then your feelings and everything will change and your experiences around you will change. And, you know, no matter what you feel about uh, metaphysics and spirituality and all that other stuff. I mean, one of the most famous therapy models is called cognitive behavioral therapy that literally talks about the interconnection between your behaviors, your actions, and your behaviors, which are your actions, your feelings, and your thoughts. And if you're feeling overwhelmed in one area, if you change in all the areas, if you change one of the areas, the other two will follow. So this is where the idea of faking it till you make it comes into play. And if you actually start to fake your, your actions, so change your behaviors to be the person that you want to be or to act in a way that who you want to be would act, then your your thoughts and your feelings will eventually catch up, right? But, you know, here on this podcast, I talk a lot about the thoughts portion, but feelings are the same same way. A lot of times when people are talking about manifestation and faith and, and all of that stuff, there's a push to 
change your emotions, right? Go to a place of positivity, go to a place of expectancy, go to a place of hope, go to a place of no. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Going again, faith, go to a place of undying belief that everything is going to work out for you. And then that's where your thoughts start to change. And that's where your behavior starts to change. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. I said all that to say just to give credit to what that title made me think of, but that's not what this episode is about. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of about that. I was talking to my students this past week uh, about how I see that there is a theme that's been emerging in in their lives and also in in my life as well, which is when you've done all the healing things that you know how to do, when you have paid all the coaches, when you've gone to all the therapy sessions, when you have had all the sponsors, when you've had all the 12 set meetings, when you have talked to your pastor, when you have journaled and scripted and all that stuff, sometimes what you find on the other end of that, if you're still feeling low, is that it's not about you finding one more person or one more activity or one more resource to pour into. Sometimes that skill gap is important to to meet, but really it comes down to habit. If you have throughout your entire life been so used to criticizing yourself and finding ways that you don't measure up, Even when you're doing all the right things and you're showing up in exactly the way you want to show up and you're surrounded with the blessings and the life that you want to have, because you have a habit of being critical and negative and pessimistic and suspicious and hypervigilant, those buttons don't turn off automatically. Those are habits that you're going to have to to actively unlearn and train yourself to do differently. 
It's not going to automatically come with these positive emotions. This is going to be a new set of skills you have to learn. You're going to have to teach yourself how to think positively about yourself. You're going to have to teach yourself how to compliment yourself. You're going to have to teach yourself how to hype yourself up, how to see the good that's around you instead of seeing all the ways that you have, you are in lack. But then outside of teaching yourself, because going back to some of us, like we kind of have a grab bag of all these tools and things that we know how to do. And we kind of think that knowledge is the same thing as transformation. It's not enough to know these skills. You have to train yourself to actually do them and to do them fully and to do them all the way and to do them uh, with a whole heart, to do them when you don't feel like it, to learn how to master actually being in action so that it becomes second nature, so that it actually becomes your go-to, so that when a critical thought comes up, you can automatically catch it as a critical thought versus, you know, you're just going throughout your day not realizing as you're walking down the street that you're talking so negatively about yourself and and adding to your anxieties and adding adding to your worries and adding to, you know, all the things that you already feel bad about. Breaking the habit of being yourself or breaking the habit of being negative is scary. It feels strange. It feels um, weird. It can feel unnatural. It can feel cheesy and hokey. The part of your defense mechanisms that say, well, this isn't going to work anyways, comes up. And you will, the reason you will not do the thing that you know you need to do is because you've already planned out a whole future and fantasy where even if you did it, it wasn't going to be as effective anyway. So what's the point? So you choose to stay miserable. I could journal, but what's writing all this stuff down going to do? It's not really going to help me with anything. I could tap, but what's that really going to do for me? That's not really going to do anything. I could tell them how I feel, but they're just going to laugh in my face anyways, or they're not going to know what to do. They're going to listen, but they're not going to know what to do. Or They'll say it's going to be okay, but it's not really going to help me feel better. So what's really the point, you know, and you will make up in your mind how you're still going to feel miserable on the other side of it. When the gag is when you break yourself out of these habits, y'all, and get out of your head and actually start to reach out for support, including supporting yourself by doing whatever tool or mechanism or support thing you have around you you will feel better because misery is what's comfortable. We are all very familiar with what bad feels like. We know that. We know we're comfortable with anxiety and worry, even though it stresses us the fuck out. We know we know how to handle that or not handle it. Like we know what the ups and downs looks like, but the anxiety of actually trying, you know, the not only the fear of failure, but the fear of success. What if I do this and it actually works? What is What am I going to feel like? What would I do if I'm not worrying? What would I do if I actually feel happy? What would I do if I actually don't feel stressed? You know, those of us who are always in fight or flight mode, especially the the flight mode, and we always need to be, well, it's actually the fight mode, but fight mode looking like we always need to have a distraction or be busy or be up and at them because we don't know how to slow down. You know, what would I do if I actually didn't have anything to do? Ugh, what does that look like, right? So, so I wanted to share this, you know, because last week was such a great example of that that habitual habit that I have had to always look for threats, uh, 
versus looking at looking for safety and sitting in the safety that I currently have. And when when you live in that way, there's never going to be any amount of safety. There's never going to be there's no threshold that's going to make you feel good enough to relax because it starts from within. There's a part of you that doesn't know how to choose happiness, that doesn't know how to feel safe with us around you. You're always going to be looking over your shoulder, waiting for the shoe to drop until you start to focus on the grass that's growing in your garden instead of constantly looking and surveying the weeds, you know, to actually enjoy the flowers that you have around you, to enjoy the shade, to enjoy the blooms, to enjoy everything that you've been working so hard to cultivate and grow. Like, look at what you've built. Look at everything that you have and just really experience it and and get grounded in it. And however that metaphor lands for you or whatever that applies to in your life, I hope that it connects to those who who need it. But some of y'all have been really investing and in building some really solid social relationships with people. And y'all have really built some amazing friendships, but your your focus is on the friend who has some some issues that is struggling with being consistent. The friend who is not really a friend but is a friend of me and you're taking that as evidence that either you're not worthy or that you you can't trust people or that you haven't really built these amazing friendships like you have in your mind when really you got a whole village of people and in, in, around you. You have a whole friend group or at least you have people that you can connect to and have a good time with, but you're paying attention to this one person. If you have had some really negative experiences in your family and you've been really trying to build boundaries there and build some separation and you're still really caught on the fact that your mom has not outgrown narcissistic behavior, which by the way, people do not outgrow narcissistic um, personality disorder if that's what she has. But, you know, you're really grieving the fact that she is not and will not be what you want her to be. Meanwhile, you're missing out on the fact that you've really built connections to some people who become maternal figures to you, people who are mentors, people who are constantly available to pour into you. And yes, you want to grieve and be present with the emotions that you have about your your biological mother. And at the same time, look at how much you have access to. Are you actually investing in those relationships? Are you reaching out to them? Are you calling them? You know, you've worked really hard on your emotions, on your anger, on your rage, and really expressing what you want instead of either holding it in or going off on people all the time. So when you slip up in either direction, whether it's, whether it's letting someone say something slick to you and you're not calling them out on it, or you go off on someone and you hurt their feelings and you cause uh, kind of a riff, do you actually focus on all this amazing work you've done on your emotions, all the ways that you have put yourself out there, all the hours and time you spent into therapy and how you are not the same person you were a year ago? Or do you use this slip as evidence that none of your work ever mattered at all, which is not true? It's not true at all. What What's evidence of your work is how you handle your slip ups and your, your humanity and your mistakes. Whether or not you act in self-compassion and you give yourself self-compassion and self-acceptance and self-kindness when you're less than perfect, aka human, or do you automatically go into punishing yourself? So these are questions I want you to ask yourself 
And I hope that you can take it with you going into this week, or I guess this weekend if you're listening to this live, because this episode is coming out a couple days later. Episodes usually come out on Tuesday-ish, but uh, this is a couple days later. Because I've been working on getting things ready for our August workshop, which is next weekend. Oh my God, is next weekend uh, here in Houston. And then our retreats in se- September and October. So I've been neck deep into that. So I hope that this episode was helpful. It was definitely inspired by our conversation this Tuesday with our uh, recovery school students, where we talked a lot about self-compassion and talked about breaking this habit. And I was like, I want to share this on the podcast. So I hope that this connected. So I did share last week, speaking of the recovery school, that I am hosting our last cohort before I stop teaching it, uh, before I close it this September. So if you have been wanting to work together, if you have been wanting to join this program, if you're someone who came to a previous open house or something like that and wanted to work with me, you've been putting it off. Now is your time because after the September cohort, I am not, I'm not teaching this uh, program live anymore. So our enrollment open house is on Tuesday, August 30th. So that is over a month away from the time this episode is coming out. Time for y'all to make plans to come if you're wanting to come. At the open house, I teach a little bit about love addiction and intimacy disorders. I go over the full program, the structure, how we support you, what to expect, the investment, the payment plan options, all of that. So would love to have you there. This cohort is only going through December. And so we will be going balls to the wall in our four-month shorter cohort as we go through the holidays together and finish out this year pouring into our best selves. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash open house to save your seat for the enrollment open house. I am there live. I'm there live answering your questions, all of your questions, including who's the right fit for the program and who is not. And so... I look forward to welcoming in our last set of students in a month or so and just really ending out 2022, celebrating ourselves, making new commitments, going into 2023 with the skills that we need to transform our romantic relationships, our family relationships, our friendships, and of course, our relationship with ourselves. So looking forward to it. But yeah, okay. That's it, y'all. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I hope you do something kind for yourself. I hope that you do something that is easy for yourself. And I'm sending you all love. All right. As always, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 